Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Michelle Seiler-Tucker. She is the founder and CEO of Seiler Tucker Incorporated. As a 20-year veteran in mergers and acquisitions, Michelle and her firm have sold over a thousand companies in almost every vertical. She owns and operates several successful companies and holds the following professional designations and certifications, Merger and Acquisitions Master Intermediary, Certified Senior Business Analyst, Certified Mergers and Acquisitions Professional, Certified Business Broker, Panelist for M&A Source, Keynote Speaker. She is also the best-selling author of the book, Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth. And her latest book, Exit Rich is available now for purchase. She has been featured in major media and is recognized as an expert in this field. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Michelle, it is so great to hear from somebody who has so much experience in looking inwards into businesses and really just being strategic and helping business owners look to the future, plan ahead, and get their businesses set up so that someday the business can be sold. And even if not sold, so that it can just have grown bigger and be a more successful, stable business. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up working in this field today from where you started. Sure. So I've always been like a kid in a candy store. I've always been extremely curious. I get so excited. I still do to this day, and I've been in this industry 22 years, but I get so excited to learn how, you know, we're selling a $55 million company right now, and it's in the, the food industry. This gentleman has a fourth grade education, and he started this business out of his pickup truck. And now they have 350 employees and they've got a hugely successful business. You know, gross revenues are 60 million. Their EBITDA is around seven to 10 million. But what, you know, I've always been like this, even as a little girl, I wasn't your typical little girl. I didn't play with toys, I didn't play with dolls. I would literally walk around with a paper and notebook and walk up to, to complete strangers at the grocery store, at the bank, at the church, wherever. And I would ask them a million questions like, what do you do? How did you get started? Were you undercapitalized? Did you have money? <laughs> I was asking questions at such a young age that my mom's like, who is this child? <laughs> Where did she come from? Because I didn't really come from a family of entrepreneurs. And she always thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters. Uh, I told her I would never, ever get a job. And I did own you know, many different businesses. And I still do. I own lots of different businesses and many different verticals. And But I did get that job because Xerox recruited me. Made me an offer I couldn't refuse to be a high volume a manager. And then within six months, they promoted me to, which is amazing for Xerox because they typically don't promote unless you've been there for two years. And they promoted me to regionals, uh, uh, vice president over the southern region, overseeing about 100 to 150 employees. 
And then after being in that position for about three or four months, I'm like, oh my God, I can't stand this. And it was one thing to be in high volume because I was working with clients. I love sales. I love the art of the deal. I love building relationships that last a lifetime with my clients. I love hearing about their problems and solving their problems. I'm very solution-oriented. When you start working in corporate America, you're not really solving problems. You're not building relationships last a lifetime because you're you're, you're conducting meetings to, to, to schedule another meeting, schedule a follow-up meeting, and so much red tape that it's very difficult to get anything done in major corporations. So I ended up transitioning out of Xerox and started another company of my own, which is in franchise development, franchise sales, and franchise consulting. So I would take franchise owners that had a few locations and blow them up. I was an equity partner, but I would handle, handle everything from start to finish. And during that process, I had so many owners ask me to sell their company, which I really never thought of. And so many buyers asking me, well, do you have existing businesses? We don't want to, we don't want to buy a franchise. And so after hearing this for months upon months, I'm like, okay, there must be something to this. I'm a law of attraction person. And I ended up in 2000, 2000, I ended up um, starting my M&A practice. And that's kind of how I got started into this industry. But then I learned right away, Flavia, is that selling business is one thing. But like Steve Forbes says, who endorsed Exit Rich, 80% of businesses on the market will never sell. 80%. That means you have a 20% chance of success. So I learned years ago, if I don't fix these businesses, if I don't help them build the infrastructure on what we call the six Ps, which is outlined in Exit Rich, then I'm not going to have anything to sell. I'm going to go out of business, but these owners are going to go out of business too. And small business is the backbone of our economy. Uh, there's there's 30.2 million businesses in the United States employing over half the US workforce. If we don't help small businesses become really, really successful, then our economy tanks. And that's really why I will exit rich and that's why I do what I do is to really help save the American economy by saving one business at a time from going out of business and also helping business owners exit rich. So we specialize in buying, selling, fixing, growing businesses as well. And we've chatted before where, you know, I said, I think a lot of small businesses and you know, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, especially they're in business. Maybe it's their passion business, something they've always wanted to do. And they've started their little baby They're You know, it's, it's growing. It, it has their brand that they came up with on it. And they're not really thinking of selling because they're, this business is kind of part of their identity, but we chatted and, and you were saying sometimes even huge businesses haven't put a lot of thought into making themselves sellable, right? That the founders and the, the people at the top haven't really given that kind of strategy uh, thinking so that they can someday sell the business. And that that sort of analysis and being strategic that way helps the business, even if they never end up selling. Do you th- is that the case? A thousand percent. It's not just small business owners. You know, if you take if you take into consideration the story I told a few minutes ago about this owner that started out this pickup truck with a fourth grade education, they started out really small. They were living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. I mean, there were many times where they had to borrow money. There were many times where they really, you know, couldn't keep their business afloat. And now they're a multi-million dollar company with 350 employees. But he's still working in the business. <laughs> he's the business is dependent upon him. If you take him out of the business, there is no business. All the sales are done by him. All the customer relationships are handled by him. So the buyer is buying eighty percent of the company because they know the company really is not sustainable without him. And that happens in business after business after business because entrepreneurs start businesses, like I said, from their garage, from their kitchen table, from their pickup truck. 
And it is her baby. It is her identity. And they're so close to it. And when you're so close to something, you're not really thinking about it long term. And, you know, business owners don't go into the business planning to fail. They fail to plan. And that's the biggest issue is that most business owners don't even think about their exit strategy until something catastrophic happens. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of a solo entrepreneur. We have a solo entrepreneur's wife who called us from, from Texas. And her husband dropped out from a heart attack at the age of 40. That's young. And left her with a mountain of debt. And she knew nothing about the business. And she said, can you sell it? So I had an in-depth conversation with her. Come to find out he had no employees. It was just him. He had all subcontractors. And all the data of his day-to-day business, of his subcontractors, of his clients, everything was in his head. He had no policies and procedure manuals. He had no infrastructure. When he died, the business died and really left her in a terrible position. So what we're trying to, to prevent with Exit Rich, when I speak on stage, when I educate business owners, even my new program called Road to Exit Rich, is how to build this business so it's sustainable so you can scale it. And if you ever need to sell it one day, it's sellable. And if something's to happen to you, at least you're setting your family up for success. And this is, this happens all the time. I mean, we had a dentist that just called us, been in practice for 50 years, one dentist, three dental hygienists, a three dental hygienists for his daughters. And I said, look, I could sell your company, but we're not going to be able to maximize value because you and your daughters are the business. Solar entrepreneurs have to get the business to run without them. And he said, well, and I said, and when we do sell, you're going to have to stay on for two to three years. He said, well, we're not staying. I said, well, then you're not selling because the minute you leave, your patients leave. So what we're really working towards is we get solar entrepreneurs to build a business rather than a job that they go to work at every day. And it starts with baby steps, but it starts with the infrastructure. You have to build your infrastructure on what we call the six P's of Exit Rich. So you have to somehow not just be this very savvy business person and know about finance and economics and all of the sort of, let's call it the dry stuff, right? The stuff in the textbook. But I I feel like you almost have to be a therapist because I think some of these business owners are going to be very resistant to you taking them out of their own business and having them step away and having some sort of a, where the the business can run without them. Do you find that the mental game is one of the hardest obstacles when you coach a new client? Well, it is. And I partner with business owners to invest in my money, my core competencies and resources. And that's the biggest thing that I always say. I always say that you will never grow the business beyond what you can grow the owner. And you will never grow the business beyond what you can grow the owner. And if the owner is not really to grow and invest in self-development and let go of their baggage, because let's face it, we all have baggage, right? We all make unconscious decisions based upon our childhood, based upon the divorce we just went through, based upon our previous life experiences. And we really have to come to terms with that and really grow ourselves as a person so we can grow as an entrepreneur, so we can grow as a, a better leader. And, you know, I've had problems with some of the businesses that I partner with because they get so stuck in their ways. I mean, I have one partner, the owner screamed at all the employees and basically cursed them out. Well, we can't do that. <laughs> I can't yell and scream at employees. <laughs> Not under your watch, right? No, and we can't curse them out. And, you know, that's against the law. And so anyway, but I started finding out that the reason he did that is because he had a very difficult childhood where he was abandoned and he really tests everybody. So he tests everybody to see how loyal they are and see if they're going to stay with him. So the more he yells and screams and the more they stay, 
the more it proves to him as LOL. Does that make sense? Is that as crazy as it sounds? I mean, it <laughs> makes sense, but it makes no sense, right? I mean, I get it, but wow, what a difficult sort it of... It makes sense because a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners do that. And so it's really my goal to grow the business owner, but it's my goal to really get the business owner because here's the problem. A lot of entrepreneurs are control freaks, right? We're always like, well, if we want it done right, we have to do it ourselves. And that can't be further from the truth because you're never going to grow without letting go of the control. And entrepreneurs need to stop working in their business and start working on their business, especially solo entrepreneurs, if they want to grow a sustainable, scalable, and sellable asset. So you've got to let go of the control in which to grow. And you got to work on your business, not in it. And that's difficult. That's where the difficulty lies for a lot of entrepreneurs is letting go. Yeah, very difficult. And most entrepreneurs, I want to say most, but many of them are not always coachable. I just had a a gentleman that I spoke with two days ago. He wants me to franchise his company. He wants to give me half of his business. And he wants, because my experience is in franchise, franchise consulting, development, sales, and blowing up a franchisor's business. And, but every idea I gave him, he's like, nope, 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 and shot it down. Well, I have a lot more experience because I've grown franchises from nothing into hundreds upon hundreds of locations by selling businesses. And so I said, look, I I just don't think this is going to be a good partnership because you're not coachable. And I actually called up one of my friends who's big into franchising too, because I would bring him on as a partner. He said, Michelle, he said, right away, the guy's not coachable because everything you said makes sense. The way he wants to do it is never scalable, nor is it sustainable. And he would run his franchise used to the ground. So, you know, we really want to make sure when we're working with entrepreneurs that they do listen. And that's hard because it is your baby. You are personally attached to it. Do you know a lot about it? But we're not experts in everything. I mean, most entrepreneurs are not experts in finance or accounting. They're visionaries. And that's what I find is a lot of entrepreneurs are visionaries. They're really great at coming up with ideas, but they need a good solid integrator to implement those ideas and make sure that they have that solid infrastructure. Because you can build a great business on a great concept, but without a foundation, without that infrastructure, your business is not sustainable. So tell us about your two books. Uh, There's Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth, and then also the book Exit Rich. What are the differences between the two books? If somebody was going to start by reading one of your books, which one should they pick up? And maybe that's different for different people at different stages in their business. Yeah, I would a thousand percent say you should pick up Exit Rich instead of Sell Your Business, no matter what stage you're at. And the reason for that is because Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth It's a good blueprint on selling your business. But remember, 80% of businesses will never sell. So Exit Rich, the first half of it is all about building a sustainable business that you can scale. So it's all about, number one, laying out that foundation, laying out that plan. So it's building, starting with the end of mind, like Stephen Covey always says, start with the end of mind. You should plan your exit day one of starting your business or buying a business. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And it is the reason why 80% of businesses don't sell is because business owners wake up one day and say, I have to sell. And the business isn't worth anything at that point. So really planning and saying, okay, I'm going to sell my business for, just throw a number out there, a million dollars. Well, you need to plan, you need to build a million dollar business. So Exit Rich really teaches you to come clear, have clear objectives about what I call the GPS exit model. What's your destination? What do you want to sell your business for? 
What's your business for today? What's the time frame? Who will be your buyers? What do your numbers need to look like to get a million dollar price tag? What are the characteristic synergies that you need to build in your business in which to sell for a million dollars? And then the six P's. So I know the six P's, I'm going to just cover them really quickly. People, you don't build a business, you build people and people build the business. Without people, we have a job. We have, we have a glorified job that we work at every day versus a business that actually works for us. So we got to build people. We have to right, have the right people in the right seats. Then it goes into product. Are you in a thriving or a dying industry? During a pandemic, restaurants were dying. And then processes. Are your processes efficient? Are they productive? Are they designed for the customer experience? Proprietary. Are all of your proprietary assets, trademarks, federal trademarks, just not trademarks, federal trademarks, patents, databases, contracts. Do you have the transferability clause? You need celebrity endorsements, videos. All of this stuff is proprietary. That's what synergies buy. That's what buyers buy. They buy synergies that will help catapult their business to the next level. And then patrons, that's your customer base. Most businesses follow 80-20 rule, where 80% of their revenue comes from 20% of their clients. Well, if you lose a few clients, you're in big trouble. And of course, profits. When the business owner is not making money, that's not the problem. Lack of profits is never the problem. It's the system of not having the right people in place. It's a system of not having your processes buttoned up, being in a dying industry. So exit rich really gives you the meat and potatoes to be able to build your business from a solo entrepreneurial into an actual company that works for you rather than you working for it. And then the second half of Exit Rich is all about taking that business and selling it when you're ready. And like you said at the beginning, Fabia, you don't have to sell your business, but you should set your business up for success to sell if, God forbid, you're going through a divorce or you have a health issue like my gentleman who died from a heart attack at the age of 40. It's you know, your business should be your most valuable asset and it should be treated as such. So that's, I would definitely read Exit Rich, endorsed by Steve Forbes. It is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. And it's out on audio version too that we just launched in May. So we're happy about that. For $4, I think you can buy the audio version for three to four bucks. Well, that's beyond value. I mean, even just what you've shared on this episode is extremely valuable. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to turn right now to pick up a copy of Exit Rich or the audiobook so they can listen to it. Right now, a lot of folks might be sitting at home thinking, I'm into business so that someday... Maybe I won't sell it, but it'd be really nice to be able to take a one-month sabbatical and go travel or spend more time with the kids or do something. We're all about work-life balance. We're all about not becoming uh, so completely engulfed by our business that we have no time for anything else. Uh, So I think one of the core principles of prepping your business for sale that you've talked about is taking the entrepreneur, the founder out of the business's day-to-day so that the business can operate even if the founder is on vacation with family, God forbid, having some medical procedure done, something um, that takes somebody out for a little while because of uh, just needing some time away from the desk. And so I think the principles that you teach are critical not just for eventually potentially selling a business, but also to introduce a little bit more freedom and flexibility. Do you find that some people come to you for that and not just for the end goal of selling the business? Yes, and yes. And what you said, I agree with a thousand percent. So we'll have, let me kind of back up a little bit. When we meet with prospective clients, whether that's selling their business or rather that's our exit, uh, our road to exit rich program. One of the first things we always ask is how many hours are you working in the business? What do you do? What are your responsibilities? 
can the business run without you? But we ask questions like, when's the last time you took a vacation? And how often do you take a vacation? How often do you see your kids go play soccer, gymnastics, et cetera? And I talked to a gentleman not too long ago and he said, Michelle, I haven't had a vacation in nine years and I missed all of my kids' games. Well, that's very, that's sad because we really go into business, entrepreneurs, I know myself, we go into business for better quality of life, financial freedom, being able to dictate our own schedule, being able to make sure that we're there for our kids and, and see every event, make sure that you know we do take vacations and we enjoy our life. We're not just working for our business. And so that's one of the biggest things we work on when we get that businesses ready for sale is we get really identified the owner's core competencies, those two to three things that only the owner can do and that owner can do them from anywhere versus working in the business, doing everything and missing and watching their life go by. I mean, even with me, I own multiple companies, but I never miss taking my daughter to first day of school. I have moved back huge closings so I could be there to take her to first day of school. I'm speaking at a big mastermind in Florida, second week of August. I've moved back my speaking engagement so I could take her to first day of school. I've never missed a play. I've never missed her gymnastics. I've never missed any of her stuff. And I take four to six vacations a year. And when I'm, I'm when I do spend time with my family, which is every week, <laughs> in the evenings and on the weekends, and I take days off to spend time with her, I unplug. So I unplug from the phones, I unplug from the internet because I always say it's quality over quantity. And you can spend quantity a lot of time with your family, but if you're still plugged into the internet, you're still answering the phones, you're not really there. So to me, it's really important for entrepreneurs to get this. It's really important for entrepreneurs to get out of doing the day-to-day of their business, working in their business, not just for a better quality of life, but also so it's sellable, so the business is sellable because if the business is dependent upon you, it's not sellable. And we don't go into business to just do, to just work all day long. I mean, many of us have left corporate positions, so we do have a better quality of life. I do have business owners that will come to me and say, hey, I just can't take it anymore. My wife is about to leave me. You know, we've got a, a furniture manufacturing company that's, that just closed. And he said, look, my wife is threatening to divorce me <laughs> if I don't get rid of this business. Or I can't take the employees anymore. It's just become too much. And I need a better quality of life. And so, yes, that, ha- that does happen. It doesn't happen as much as you think because entrepreneurs Many of them are workaholics, but we try to get them to really, like I said, work on the business, manage their time correctly, just focus on local competencies so they have more quality family time. And all of that is so important because without family, I mean, we can't just be our jobs. <laughs> so for you, you have this amazing company, Siler Tucker Incorporated. It's a, your baby. It's the one you've built. You are clearly uh, the face of it. You are the CEO. You are the founder. Do you anticipate that someday you will sell? I know you've probably created the company to be sellable, but is that in the cards for you, do you think? It is. And I own other companies. So when we say it's my baby, I own other companies that are sellable and we build them to sell. Like I won't partner with a business owner typically unless we can build it to sell for a certain price tag in a certain period of time. So everything I do, I build to sell. And yes, Solar Tucker... Well, I will sell this. I will exit this one day. It might be an ESOP to my employees. It might be to one employee. It might be to outside private equity groups. Yes, I will build it to sell when I'm ready. The company is already sellable. We operate on, I would say, 
pretty much all the six Ps. If we struggle with any P, it's probably people because of where we live in New Orleans, Hurricane Hurricane Alley. But we have, you know, we have good teams. And yes, we, we're already sellable now. Are we sellable for the price tag I want? No. I'm going to find my GPS exit model. Yes. And I continue to build upon that. I love what I do. Uh, so I won't be selling it anytime soon, but I know because I teach it, I preach it, I, I do it. It's so important to start with the end of mind and build your business to sell regardless of how long you hold on to it. I'm having so much fun helping business owners because it's not just about selling a business and making money. It's really about making a difference and really helping these entrepreneurs exit rich and, and keep their business from going out of business because so many business owners are selling for pennies on the dollar closing our doors, I've been worse filing bankruptcy. So I'm really passionate about what I do. I love what I do. I've still located in the candy store until I'm done with that. Probably won't sell, but I have a sellable asset. So once that happened to me and my family, I could sell my business now. So tell us how do people get in touch with you to learn more about what you do, your services, and uh, you know beyond the books. They can definitely go and buy the books. Sell your business for more than it's worth is one of the books. The other is Exit Rich. Where else do they go to learn more about your business and services? Sure. So they can um, they can go to STI. That's STI, which stands for Solid Tucker Incorporated at 360.com, STI at 360.com. It has all of our websites. So it has solidtucker.com, it has exitrichbook.com, it has Solid Tucker Academy that has quizzes. So if you're into quizzes and you want to know what are your strongest P's and your weakest P's, go to Solid Tucker Academy. If you want to know what your business is worth today, go jump on our calculator at the Solid Tucker site. So that's STI at 360.com. My books, you know, again, I recommend Exit Rich only because it's it's 250 pages versus sell your business from what it's worth, which is like 100 pages. It's it's all about building that sellable asset uh, so you can enjoy a better, a better quality of life. And you can pick that up at 99 different Hudson bookstores at every major airport in every major city. And of course, you can get that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get the audio version anywhere you buy your, your favorite audio books. And Exit Rich, we have our own podcast called Exit Rich, where we have stories about entrepreneurs, how they started from nothing and have gone their business uh, to sell for millions and billions. And we have great guests that provide really good you know, strategies and techniques and tips to help you be successful. And then they can connect with me on social media too. Well, it's been so great to have you share your passion with us and helping people exit rich, our listeners included. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Hope to have you back again someday soon. Thank you very much, Fabia. It's been a pleasure as well. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. 
Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.